Welcome to Season 1 of Master the Prophetic Audio Experience. We are on a discovery journey to activate, grow, and release the voice of God not just for us, but the world around us. We interview guests from all walks of life and backgrounds and how their experiences with God has advanced their path to mastering the prophetic. This season, we're asking guests how the voice of God has helped identify and navigate life through seasons of hardship and crisis and how to even steward a season of success. Come join us now during this conversation. And today I'm going to go in a different uh, realm. I'm going to teach on Nataf, and I'll explain to you exactly what that word means. And um, I know that some people are are more advanced in the area of the prophetic than others. Some This may be something completely new to you. Maybe in your church there's not a strong prophetic flow, or maybe in your city there's not a strong prophetic flow. But we're finding that all over the world, more and more people are coming into an understanding of prophetic ministry, personal prophecy, corporate prophecy, uh, the different realms of the prophetic, prophetic teens, prophetic worship, prophetic intercession. And it's exciting to see so many people uh, being exposed in this hour uh, to the prophetic. So I want to, I want to again encourage you to, to keep viewing these, these programs. I know that if you listen to me on a consistent basis, that your life is going to be changed and you're going to be transformed by the teaching. The prophetic ministry is something I was exposed to in 1989. So I've been, I've been involved in the prophetic for about 25 years now, and it's been one of the most uh, satisfying, blessed part of my ministry. In traveling to over 80 nations on five continents, continents, I have found out that people are the same. They want to hear the prophetic words spoken over their lives. And we've had the privilege of prophesying over thousands of people in, in, in 80 different nations, sending teams, going personally, and it's been one of the most satisfying parts of ministry. And then my local church, Crusaders Church of Chicago, uh, we've been blessed by the prophetic ministry for those 25 years. We've seen the prophetic in our church bless count, countless numbers of people, and we teach on it, uh, we practice it, we operate in it. We release prophets. We raise up prophetic people. We activate. We impart. We do our best to expose our members to the prophetic, and we, we do our best to teach them the proper proper uh, teaching from the Bible on the subject of the prophetic ministry. Now, there's several words in the Old Testament that are used or translated as prophecy or prophet. One of the most common words is the word nabi, and you spell that N-A-B-I, nabi. And the word nabi means to bubble up or to spring forth. And one of the ways that the prophetic word begins to come forth is that it really begins to bubble up like a spring inside of you, and it begins to come forth. Uh, you can feel it stirring. Sometimes when I'm standing before people and I begin to prophesy, I feel it stirring up and bubbling up, and it begins to come forth. Jesus uh, uh, likened the Spirit of God to a river. He said, he that believes on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So it's like a spring. It's like a river. It begins to bubble up. Sometimes it begins to stir. The word of the Lord begins to stir inside of you. That is the most common word for prophet in the Old Testament, the word Navi, N-A-B-I. There's another word I'm going to talk about today that may not be, uh, people may not be as familiar with, and that's the word Nataf. And you spell that N-A-T-A-P-H, nataf. And that word means to drop. And in the, in the Bible, either the word would drop upon the prophet, like rain dropping from heaven, or the prophet would drop a word. 
And so the prophetic is like rain. It's like when, when heaven drops rain, the Lord drops his word upon people. So we're going we're gonna to discuss that particular aspect of the prophetic. Sometimes the word bubbles up inside of you and it springs forth. Sometimes the word drops from heaven upon you. Uh, often this, this dropping uh, that comes from heaven uh, occurs in an atmosphere of strong worship. And there's a real strong connection between worship music and prophecy. As a matter of fact, Samuel, one of the ways he trained emerging prophets uh, in Israel was to train them through music. And so when he ordained Saul to be the first king of Israel, he told Saul that you're going to meet a company of prophets coming down from the hill with a tablet, a pipe, and a harp, and they shall prophesy. And so often music was the way that the prophetic was stirred. We know that Elisha called for a minstrel. And when the minstrel played, the hand of the Lord came upon him and he began to prophesy. We know that David, one of Israel's greatest prophets, was also a psalmist, the sweet psalmist of Israel. And he would often prophesy as he played the harp. So there is a connection between music, worship, and prophecy. Often when we begin to worship and the presence of God begins to come through our worship, the Lord begins to drop songs from heaven upon people. He begins to drop his word. And often our, our singers, our prophets, uh, can then release what God drops from heaven. And that's the word nataph, N-A-T-A-P-H. It means to drop. Now there's a verse I want to share with you. It's found in Psalms 68 and verse number 8. And um, this entire article that I'm going to be reading, uh, you can actually access the entire article by going to my blog at johneckarministries.com, and it's called Songs from Heaven, Nataf. And it'll, it'll, it'll give you the, the same article I'm reading from, and you can review it, study it again. But let me read this particular verse for you. Psalm 68 and verse number 8. The earth shook, the heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Notice again, the heavens also dropped, that's the Hebrew word nataf, at the presence of God. So when God's presence comes, heaven drops. I'm going to say that again. When God's presence is in a church, in a service, uh, in, upon an individual, in worship, heaven drops. Now when you read the King James translation and it says the heavens dropped at the presence of God, even Sinai, it, it, it's really a picture of rain falling from heaven. But the word dropped, again, is the Hebrew word nataf, N-A-T-A-P-H. Now, if you look that word up in the Hebrew, it means to drop, to distill, or to drip. It means to distill gradually. And I, wanna, I want you to notice that, to distill gradually. It's like, it's like it builds up. It's like, it's like when heaven begins to drop rain. Uh, what, the way we know that precipitation uh, is, is caused by evaporation of, of rain, of, of water that goes to heaven. It distills in the clouds, and then it drops, uh, but it, it does it gradually. There's a gradual buildup from the oceans. It goes to the clouds, and then it drops upon the land. And so it says, it, uh, again, it means to drop, to drip, to distill gradually. It means to prophesy, preach. It means to have a discourse, to drop, or prophecy. It means to drip or to ooze. So if you look that word up in the Strong's Concordance, it mentions twice the word prophecy 
and the word prophesy. So the word uh, uh, natav not only means to drip or drop or fall from heaven, it actually means to prophesy. So another way you can say this is that uh, the prophetic word falls at the presence of the Lord when God's presence comes. Now, I am a firm believer that every church should have a strong worship and every church should have a strong presence of God. And the reason why often the prophetic level is so low in our churches is because we really don't press into worship and, and, and have a culture of loving the presence of God. One of, the, one of the situations we have in our country is that sometimes churches are rushed for time. They may have two or three services. Maybe the service time is limited, maybe an hour, hour and a half. So they'll sing a few songs. Uh, they'll sing a few fast songs, a couple of, of uh, worship songs, and cut it because they have to have the preach word. And, and there's really not a time for a gradual uh, dis distilling of the word. And then often churches don't have time to really spend quality time in God's presence. And when the presence of God begins to build up in a service, that's when heaven drops. That's when the prophetic word drops from heaven. And again, if we don't have time or, or really for God's presence, we probably won't have a strong prophetic flow in our local assemblies. Um, one of, the, one of our, um, our core values at Crusaders Church is to have a church full of God's presence. And, and when we, we press into God's presence, we love worship. We spend quality time worshiping. Of course, our service lasts from 10 to 1, so we have three hours. And it's plenty of time to pray, worship, prophesy, preach, and then minister. I know all churches don't have three hours, but we do, and we want to keep it that way um, because we love God's presence. Again, the Lord drops his prophetic word. The word drops from heaven. This is the result of the presence of the Lord. This happens often during worship. God inhabits the praises of his people. The presence of the Lord will manifest as a result of praise. The presence of God causes us to worship. Worship is our response to his presence. Again, worship is a response to God's presence. Now, prophecy, remember prophecy can either be spoken or sung. You can sing it or you can speak it. So you can sing prophetically. It's called the song of the Lord, the prophetic song. So when heaven begins to drop, sometimes he drops new songs, and we sing the prophetic song. Uh, often churches are locked in the singing recorded or rehearsed songs. And there's nothing wrong with singing re or rehearsed songs, but there should be a time in the service when we are open to God dropping new songs. And when your praise leaders have been trained or your praise singers have been trained to allow the word from heaven, when it drops on them, they know how to sing the song of the Lord, sing the new song. Unfortunately, often praise singers and, and worship leaders have not really been developed in the song of the Lord. And so when, when heaven begins to drop, if they don't have faith to, to release that song, uh, they'll, it'll hinder the flow. But when you train worship leaders and singers to sing the song that drops from heaven, your services will be filled with new songs and prophetic songs. It's one of the most powerful experiences you can ever have. It's really Jesus singing uh, through us, through the Spirit of God. It's really Jesus singing praise and worship to the Father through us. It's one of the great mysteries of Christ being in his church, uh, Christ in us, the hope of glory. When the, when the song, now the word can drop, and prophets can get a word that way and prophesy, or a song can drop from heaven. Uh, uh, and, and, and when that drops, they can sing the song of the Lord. The singers can sing prophetically. 
as a result of Nataf. These songs are from heaven. They are dropped from heaven. These songs can drop on anyone in the congregation. Another Hebrew word translated prophet shows that prophets speak what they hear from God or today from the Lord Jesus, and they do not speak on their own. The Hebrew word Nataf, sometimes translated prophet, again, means to drop, drip, or distill. Now I want to go back to that point. One of the definitions is to distill gradually. So sometimes we found in our services that the word doesn't come right away. As, as we begin to worship, it, it distills, it builds up, and then it begins to drop. Sometimes we, we need to spend more time in worship to allow the word to develop gradually. And you'll find the service will begin to take on a certain flavor, a certain flow, a certain theme. You may be prophesying about the glory of God, healing, restoration. It's unlimited what you can speak prophetically. And, and, and really, God never wants any two services to be exactly the same. We, every time we come to service to worship God, it should be a new experience because God knows the needs of all the people in the congregation. He knows what he wants to release to us. So sometimes we have to allow the service to build up. One of the dangers is when prophets, as soon as the service begins, they try to jump out and begin to prophesy before there's a strong presence. And they don't allow the word to distill gradually, to build up and to, and to fall from heaven. Just like rain sometimes, you see the clouds and it takes time before the rain falls. The cloud of glory can build up in our church services and then if you give it just some time, it doesn't have to be a long time. It could be 10 minutes, 15 minutes. There's just a, an outpouring of these words that begin to come. Prophecies, songs, nataf. This is one of the most powerful things you can experience. I love to be in services where it just gradually distills. You start off singing. You don't know where the service is going, but you keep pressing in. You keep worshiping. And before you know it, the cloud of glory begins to develop over that service. And heaven begins to drop these words and begins to drop these songs. So again, the Hebrew word nataf, uh, sometimes translated prophet, means to drop, drip, or distill. It, 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 its uses include a rain distilling and dropping from the sky. And that's really what prophecy does. It's like rain. It refreshes you. When the word comes, it, it brings such refreshing, such, such strength. Such life is like rain. Rain in the Bible represents life. It represents water, represents life. It represents refreshing. It represents falling on dry ground. When people come to services and they, they feel dry, they feel as if they're, they're, their life is dry spiritually. And, and, and the rain of prophecy begins to fall. They begin to receive the refreshing and the life of God. It, it is amazing what this type of prophetic unction does. Again, it means to distill drop from the sky. Uh, it also means to drop out of someone's mouth. When prophets would prophesy, they would drop the word. So it's similar. It can drop upon you, but it can also fall from your mouth. So sometimes when prophets prophesy, it's like they're dropping the word from heaven on people. It's like rain falling from heaven. Uh, it means to uh, drop out of someone's mouth. It also it represents wine dripping from the mountains in paradise. You know, in the book of Joel, it said that the mountains shall drop sweet wine. What a powerful word. It's like wine. Wine, of course, represents the, the blessing of God. It represents prosperity. It, it represents healing. Uh, it represents the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, it, so it, it, it can fall like water or it can drop like wine or grapes being squeezed from the mountains. Um, although prophets are called to drop words where and when God demands, the more obvious thing we learn from the top is that God drops his words upon the prophet. It means that Strong's Concordance says to speak by inspiration. This means that the message the prophet brings is not his own message, but the Lord's words. And furthermore, it implies that many times the prophet may not know much of the message when he starts prophesying, but that the words drop upon him and he speaks them as he gets them from God. Or this dropping, rather, causes us to sing inspired songs. Songs of inspiration are prophetic songs. The singer is inspired by God to sing a new song. Churches must allow God to drop these songs during worship. Uh, we, would not, we should not quench the manifestations of the Spirit of God. Uh, notice this, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 19. Quench not the Spirit. Uh, this form of singing develops gradual, gradually as we ascend in worship. Uh, sometimes you can't rush it. You have to allow it to build. Sometimes I've learned that singers are too in a hurry to sing something. Sometimes we just need to worship and allow the Spirit of God to give it to us. And then suddenly we begin to sing, and it just starts off as something small. But the more you begin to sing, the more it develops, the deeper the song gets. Um, I've seen this operate uh, in our church almost every week. It is amazing what happens when this, when this, this, this distilling, this dropping begins to take place. So this form of prophecy distills gradually. Now, sometimes when you're prophesying to people, you don't have everything when you first begin to give them the word of the Lord. It begins to, be, it begins to come gradually. Sometimes when I'm prophesying to people, God will give me a few words, and I'll begin to speak those words, and then other words will begin to come or to begin to either bubble up on the inside of me or to it just fall upon me like rain from heaven. It just drops upon you, and when it drops, it drops in your mouth. And when it drops in your mouth, you release that word. But sometimes it comes gradually. Even the word develops. I prophesied over people and spent many minutes doing it, um, not trying to prophesy too long, but even as I begin to prophesy and that word begins to distill, it begins to drop. The word, it begins to build. It begins to go deeper. It begins to go into other areas. It may not, it may not have started off that way, but it begins to develop. And so sometimes you cannot rush this kind of prophetic ministry. The Hebrew word nataf means a forming, developing word like ruminating on food. This form of prophetic utterance is slow to develop and comes like the dawn. It is possible to write such inspiration down and deliver it. An example of this is found in Job, Job 29 and 22. After I had spoken, they spake no more, my utterance fell gently on their ears. As he spoke, they had unfolding revelation or understanding of God's word to them. Again, to distill means to appear slowly and in small quantities at a time. This cannot be rushed. It would take some time for these songs to be released. It would take some quantity time in worship. The prophet's words reveal the gentle heart of God. Again, if sometimes it falls like a gentle rain. It's a part of it's a really a part of the prophetic that 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 shows the gentleness, the kindness, the refreshing, and the blessing of heaven. Not necessarily the, it's not necessarily a, a booming, rebuking word, a blasting word, 
Some prophets think every time they prophesy, they've got to rebuke and blast and cut, you know, and, and give a hard, harsh, condemning word. No. Sometimes the word is like rain. It's, it's very gentle. It can come out strong, but it, it can come out also gentle. Again, the prophet's words often reveal the gentle heart of God. Uh, their words distilled and dropped like dew and gentle rain. On the top, again, means to ooze, to distill gradually. By implication, to fall in drops and figuratively to speak by inspiration, to drop and to prophesy. This word not only shows the gentle side and nature of prophecy, it also reveals that prophecy can come slowly, bit by bit, with pauses, short or long, between the parts of each complete revelation. Nataf also means to ooze. Ooze means to progress slowly but steadily. Nataf was one of the spices used in the anointing oil. The Hebrew word for this spice is nataf, which means a drop. Further study reveals that it is a gum rosin that oozes from the bark of the tree and is used also as an expectorant. What an interesting word. Psalm 68 and 8. The earth, the earth shook. The heavens also dropped, prophesied, at the rain falling at the presence of God. I want to emphasize that presence of God because when we have God's presence, uh, when you feel God's presence, it's very easy to prophesy. Because when the presence of God comes upon you, God drops his word. Or when the presence of God comes in a worship service. Sometimes when I stand before people, I feel God's presence come upon me and the word drops from heaven. It drops in my mouth. And sometimes, again, it means like rain, like gentle rain, like the dew of heaven. It falls gradually. It comes. And sometimes it doesn't have to come fast. During a worship service, we found that sometimes we begin to sing prophetically, and the song of the Lord begins to come. We begin to sing it. We begin to prophesy it. And we just wait upon the Lord. We don't rush it. We allow the Lord to keep dropping it. comes like rain. comes like dew. And then it just God gives us more of the song, and we develop it. We begin to sing it until finally it's just a breakthrough of God's power, refreshing, healing, miracles, deliverance. What, what, a, what a tremendous, tremendous blessing to be a part of a prophetic company of believers. And I trust that what I'm sharing is stirring you and also maybe even answering some questions about how God deals with you. Because sometimes we things happen to us by the Spirit of God and we don't know exactly how to explain it unless we go to the Scripture and we see exactly what the Scripture uh, shows us. The word dropping, the word distilling, the word oozing, the word falling like rain, like the dew, the word coming upon you in that way. And, and, and when you begin to understand it, you begin to understand the different ways we flow prophetically. Now, again, there's the nabi. That means to bubble up, to stir up, to flow out of your belly. You feel it stirring up. That's N-A-B-I. Then there's nataf, N-A-T-A-P-H. It means to fall like heaven, uh, to come like rain, uh, to fall, to bring refreshing. Our doctrine, our teaching can all, also fall like rain from heaven. It can bring refreshing. It can, it can, it can come like the blessing of heaven. So that's a, a short teaching on the top. Um, sometimes we can think too much. Instead of allowing the word to come to us in our spirits and our, our mind being the channel through which it flows, we try to figure out too much how to say it, what to say, what is God saying? Uh, it can really interfere. One of the best ways to overcome that is sometimes before you prophesy to speak in tongues or pray in the Spirit shortly because when you pray in the Spirit, 
you're, you're, you're praying out of your spirit instead of praying out, excuse me, out of your mind. Your, your understanding is unfruitful. So sometimes if you, if you have a lot on your mind, a lot of thoughts going through your mind, you've had a busy day, and you, you get up to minister prophetically to someone, if you just begin to pray in the spirit and then pray in tongues, and you, it kind of shuts your mind down, and you begin to flow out of your spirit, then that word begins to bubble up and begins to come forth or just drops from heaven, but your intellect can can block you. I, I, for instance, I've given words to people, and the word didn't make sense. And when I, if I thought about it too much, I'd be afraid to give it. I heard it, I saw it, I see something, I hear something, but it doesn't make, make sense. And so I remember I was in, let me give an example, I was preaching in Florida, and I got up to prophesy over an individual, and what I, I saw was him with a bunch of surgeons, knives. When you're in, a, in an operating room, they have, they have knives and different surgical equipment. And so that didn't make sense to me because I didn't know whether the person was a doctor, a physician, and I saw these tools. And so in my mind, I said, now, I don't know what to say. This doesn't make sense. So I went, I went ahead and released the word and found out that he actually worked in a surgeon's office with surgical equipment. And that really helps me because it confirms that when you're hearing from God, you know, it gives you confidence that you're not crazy, that God is speaking to you. How do you distinguish between what your natural mind is thinking and what God wants to say? Uh, well, um, that, that, that can sometimes cause people to get in trouble because sometimes people can prophesy out of their mind. I, 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 the best way I can explain it is that when you prophesy out of your spirit, it's almost like you're prophesying out of your belly, and it's really, it's really not a product of your mind. Your mind is the channel through which it comes, but it's deeper. You feel it deep in your spirit. And, uh, and one of the ways, uh, again, is you, if you begin to pray in the spirit, uh, you begin to get the thoughts and mind, mind of Christ. And when you begin to develop the mind of Christ and, and, and by the anointing of God uh, and the way the word comes to you, you'll know that it's not just your mind. Now, when it's your mind, you'll tend sometimes to stumble in your words because you're thinking too much. You'll hesitate in your words. When it when it's comes out of your spirit, it's a greater flow. It just flows. Um, it, you're not trying to figure it out. You're not trying to, you know, your mind is not playing tricks. It just flows. And, and the more you do this, the more you learn how to flow out of your spirit and out of your belly, uh, the, the less you will have this problem as to find out whether it's your thoughts or whether it, it's, it's, your, it's your spirit speaking. We are on the final months of 2022. Don't go into another year without hearing the voice of God. Go to www.impactuniversity.com to download your free copy of our brand new Master the Prophetic devotional to help you hear the voice of God for your now season and your future. Feel free to text us your questions on the prophetic, deliverance, or any other subject at 773-923-0451. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.